Hello, everybody, and welcome to Becoming Hybrid. Today, we are going to talk about burnout and balance. But before we get out, get into burnout and balance, which have been very relevant uh, things for us as we've been in this journey trying to create this company, I want to tell a little story that's uh, related to an extent it'll lead into burnout and balance. So a couple weeks ago, my mom had called me and said that she wanted to start a coffee trailer. I guess I'm telling a story to the audience here. So I'm going to look at the camera for this one <laughs> because you already know the story. So my mom had called me and told me that she wanted to start a coffee trailer. And I was kind of like, yeah, okay, whatever. It's something that I've always wanted to do, but I, I just thought it might've been like a fleeting thing for her. Well, a week or two later, she calls me to tell me that she's literally at a trailer place looking at trailers. And that's when I realized she was very serious about doing it. And so fast forward, she ends up making the purchase on a trailer while Bondi and I were in Tampa. And the reason I'm telling this story is because it's so inspiring to me in two like kind of opposite ways. The first is she told me that she went and did that and bought that trailer and took that risk and is going to take that risk. She's doing that because of our first episode taking action. And it's so insane because my mom has seen me do everything in my life. We are very close, but it's so mind blowing to me that the first podcast episode was enough for her to take such a massive step in her life. And the second part of this that's really inspiring to me and means a lot to me is just seeing her do it. So her seeing Bondi and I make this podcast inspired her, but now that she is taking action on her idea, I am insanely inspired now and it makes me so much more comfortable to take risks, to see somebody that I am so close with take risks like that. And so I just kind of wanted to share that because it's, it's honestly been fueling me. I call her every day asking her about how it's going and what the status is and stuff like that and how this relates to balance and burnout and where we'll, what we'll start with is burnout because it is something that I have dealt with in, uh, for a period of time, time doing the, uh, the two short months of, of trying to start this business is I talked to her a couple days ago. It might've been a week or so ago and I, actually, I'll tell you this, Bonnie, because I, I haven't, we haven't talked about this too much. Yeah, I no, could, I don't, I don't know, I don't know too much about it. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I could, I could tell that she was just starting to get worn down. Like I would call her and ask her questions about it, and she'd be like, "Look, I just can't talk about it right now." And I remember she was just spending all day looking at different espresso machines and different grinders and and traveling and going to different stores and looking at different things and and she spent a long time look a couple of weeks looking at trailers and stuff like that as well and i could tell it was just really wearing her down to where she couldn't have very involved conversations with it after she got off work and and i i kept warning her like hey like be careful with how much time and energy you put into this in one day or a two days period or weekends period because I got to a point where, as you know, Bondi, I had to spend an entire weekend not talking, not thinking about hybrid, not doing anything about hybrid because I had just completely ran myself into the ground. And it wasn't, it wasn't out of fear. It wasn't out of uh, like an ego thing. It, it was purely out of the love for what we're doing, but I just allowed it to consume me in my life to a point where it was all that was around me and it and it just became 
too much. And I just recently saw my mom going through it. And I believe since I kept warning her and she's, you know, obviously been through a lot more than I have. I think she could kind of tell as well. And she managed her burnout a little bit better than I did. I got to a point where I literally couldn't talk about anything for days for her. She's just kind of like, Hey, I need to take a break for a day. Let's follow up on that tomorrow. And so I kind of got into, you know, what I experienced a little bit. I'll get more into the details, but, uh, you know, Bonnie, you said you've experienced it as well, but you've never gone into detail with it with me before. So what are some instances where you have dealt with burnout yourself? I would say I, I more so burned out in like a physical manner. So there wasn't really a mental, a point of mental burnout for me. I think it was really sort of a physical, like I noticed things dropping off. So it was, I was, I had too many irons in the fire. It was like my sophomore year. It was actually when I started roasted. So I was starting the coffee company things were moving along pretty quickly and I really was just enthralled with coffee at the time so I loved putting as much time and energy into it as I could I was building a website and I would be up until like three four in the morning roasting coffee working on the website trying to figure out like shirt designs and stuff and trying to do all of it with no sort of like stopping point but at the same time I was in I had a pretty difficult class load I think I was taking organic chemistry uh, I was in microbiology I had like a chemistry lab so it's like just a rigorous like class schedule and I was also working at the leech so it was when I was I was working and I had cheer practice so I would literally go from classes you know all literally all morning then to working at the leech in the afternoon shift and then straight to practice like I had three different outfits that I carried with me all day and that was like every day of the week for me and then Saturdays were game days and then Sundays we practices again and it, like I said I was up until like three four o'clock in the morning trying to roast coffee and do all the coffee stuff so it got to the point where I was like you know I'm starting to slip like grades were kind of declining I was really like just kind of, I don't even know the best word to put it, like at practice, I just wasn't there. And it wasn't that I was like, I never really had that sort of just, you know, pure sense of feeling of like being overwhelmed, but it was more that like I knew I just wasn't all there when I was at like, you know, practice, for example, when I was studying, it's like everything that I was doing was suffering just because my head was in 18 different places throughout my days. So I, you know, I ultimately had to scale back there, but I would say that's the closest thing to burnout that I felt. And I really started to realize, and I tell people this all the time, it's it's kind of the you know time management trap is is where people are like, well, how do you manage your time? And and a lot of people will be like, oh, I'm super good at multitasking. That's like a popular interview question. And people will be like, I'm so good at multitasking. It's like, that's actually not a good thing. And I think I've said that, this before in the podcast. Like, you want to learn how to prioritize. Like, what do you need to get done first? You know, what is the most significant task? What's the, uh, what has the, um, you know, quickest deadline or, or what's the, the soonest upcoming deadline? Um, you know, where are you, where's your time and energy best utilized? And, and, and it's sort of like, I learned that through absolutely running myself into the ground with trying to do too much at once with no sort of sense of prioritization. Just let me just put everything on my plate and figure out how to do it all at the same time, as opposed to like, uh, this needs to get done now. And then I'll move on to this next thing. Thing, you know, etc. So that was that was a, a a rude awakening for me. Yeah, and, and that's exactly what I've been trying to tell my mom lately. Lately, is like, look, like you need to look 
at everything that needs to get done because you know that there's a lot. She mentions it all the time. Oh my gosh, there's so much that has to get done for me to open up this coffee trailer. I'm like, you need to look and just prioritize and just do really one thing a day. Like just make something happen each day. Don't try to tackle it all in a day and just be wise about where your time is spent now because what led to my burnout with hybrid was a month ago, well, we've always kind of held this belief, hey, start early. And so it was probably about a month ago, maybe six weeks ago, we got on this kick of looking for gym equipment because we're like, oh my gosh, it's so early and we could slowly, slowly accumulate it. Well, what I found myself doing, as you know, was spending every waking minute, if I wasn't lifting and I wasn't sleeping, I was on Facebook Marketplace looking at gym equipment and I never stepped away from it and it ended up driving me completely insane. All for what? Like we're a year out. Why did I need to put that much energy into it? It's one thing to spend an hour or two here and there to understand the market and understand what things might be looking like in a couple months and pick up a piece of equipment here and there. But right at this moment, it's not worth spending five, six hours a day looking at gym equipment. What's important right now is getting content out there in front of people, making sure people know what we're doing and getting people on board with what we're doing and bringing them along. That's what's important right now. Getting the message out and, and, and really showing people what hybrid is, not the gym equipment. And so my, my biggest takeaway from my situation was whenever you're putting energy into something, make sure it's it's really relevant right now. And if it's not, you should just get a taste so you understand what's coming and then prioritize on what's important now. Yeah, it's actually a super interesting and in my opinion, a complex topic because even sitting here thinking about it right now, I don't really know that I have the answer as to how you really prevent or manage burnout genuinely. I've been through I've been through burnout. I've been through, I, would, I wouldn't I would say burnout because I, I didn't reach the point of being like, okay, I am burnt out. I never needed a break. I was just like, okay, I have too many things going on. My head is scattered. I need to reel it in and have a better means of managing my time. But thinking about burnout is honestly like a really, like I said, complex idea because what is it that keeps you sane? If you were to be burnt out by having too many things to do, you always have too many things to do when you're starting a business. You literally ha always have so many things. And when I sit down right now for my days, I have most things planned out, but you can't ever plan you know, for the unexpected. So I get phone calls that I have to take. I get, my schedule just gets pushed back. I have to reorganize things. Like if you were to try to start a business and not do all that you have to do, you know, you wouldn't be successful. Like there's that side of it. You know what I mean? It's like you have a lot of shit to do and you have to do it. But then comes in the question of, well, okay, you know, how do you, if you know, manage to balance that with not doing too much unnecessarily? So it's, it's really tricky because I also think that that's a personal thing as well, you know, like me, and I told you this when we, when I first started the company, I'll work, I'll put 16, 18 hours into a day of doing things for hybrid and roasted, but I feel like I've found, I've come to peace with, you know, the work I do and really understand why I'm doing it, so I'm very, I'm in a good state of mind, even when I have a, a, a lot to do and am like overwhelmed, you know, I'm still in a good headspace, so I think it's really interesting when, 
being burnt out doesn't come from just having too much to do. You know what I mean? It's like it it goes deeper than that. And I think there's ways that you can prevent it in um, means that just don't seem like they would be, you know, uh, the solution to it, like a meditation or like journaling or like, you know, a morning routine, like those kinds of things. You know what I mean? It's really interesting to think about that side of it. Well, what I believe helps me is just compartmentalizing different parts of my life. And you made me realize this. You were like, Ryan, when you sit down to eat, like, what do you do? Like, are you, are you doing anything? Like, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I'm either listening to a YouTube video or I'm scrolling through Facebook marketplace <laughs> looking for gym equipment. And you're like, man, like you should take time like that to just kind of, you know, release and, and do something else. And I found recently what I've been trying to do is whenever I'm at the gym, I'm just trying to like relax. Hey, there's no rush to get home. I'm just here at the gym. Or when I'm with friends, it's like there's no rush to be anywhere. I'm here. Don't worry about hybrid stuff right now. You can worry about hybrid stuff tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning is the time that you've set aside for that. And until then, just let it go. Letting it go, I have found, has allowed me to calm down. And when you calm down, you you just enjoy your life more than when you're always high strung and that matters too even if you're not doing exactly what you set out to do like for example we had these goals of like posting this many times a week and this many reels and we did not do it this week understandably so you were in texas i was in Tampa last weekend. So we've been doing a lot, but we could have put that pressure on ourselves. We could have done it, but we chose not to because in those moments, what was important is where we were. And so just the past couple of days, I've found myself like, Hey, like there's no rush. Just, just chill. Like when I was in the gym, normally before a podcast, I'll be in the gym. Like, Oh, I got to rush. I got to get home to podcast with Bonnie. Yeah. Today I'm like, you know what? No, just get the workout done. Take it slow. I texted you and you're like, Oh, it's good, bro. Like, don't worry about it. Perfect timing. And so it worked out, you know? Yeah. I think that it's, it's also something burnout, trying to find balance in whatever it is that you're doing to prevent burnout. I think burnout should be something people understand is very real and can actually be a, you know, hindering in a, in a um, significant way. When, when you went through that bout of being overwhelmed with everything, and it's funny because I remember it, I remember seeing it on the rise, and I was gonna say something to you at the same time you reached out and said, hey man, I think I need to disconnect. I because know, and I could tell that you were noticing it as well. I knew yeah, you Yeah, and, and it's, it's like I'm always open to taking a phone call or looking at a property, and that's kind of the stage we were in, but I started getting to the point where I was like, yo, I know Ryan, like, Ryan wakes up fairly early. Ryan likes to sleep, but it got to where you were actually sending me stuff at like at like 11.45 p.m. my time. I was like, that's like 10.45 for him and he's still sending me properties. Like That means he's scrolling through LoopNet or Facebook Marketplace or whatever. And we actually had one, yeah, we had one conversation in particular that really hit me. And this is when I was like, okay, I think I actually have to talk to him about this. We were on the phone talking about something. I think we were looking at real estate and then you I already go, know right, what man, you're hey, let's, that. let's, Let's get off the phone for the next three hours. Let's just decompress because we had been on the phone for like, honestly, probably three or four hours. And you said, let's, you know, let's just, let's just shut it off for a second. And then, you know, we'll readdress it like three hours from now. We'll talk about whatever we had. 
literally 15 minutes later, you send me <laughs> a rack of weights for sale in like Tampa. I was like, I was like, dude, you literally just said, let's shut it off for the next like three hours and 15 minutes, not even, not even 15 minutes goes by and you're sending me things on Facebook marketplace. I was like, yo, you need to stop and because it. it's I, just I continuous for you. Yeah, so I can only imagine like the amount of just pure mental strain that was that you were putting on yourself, constantly looking at all this stuff, not shutting it off ever. You know, I I, I really was like, oh, I think this is gonna catch up, and and you know, by God, you were like, yeah, man, this um, I need to chill for like four days, however long it was. It was it it, it was rough, and what I've noticed, and tell me if you experience this as well is I feel like we set these goals, right? Whether it's a fitness goal or for us, we have goals with hybrid of things that we want to achieve on a weekly basis. And I feel like we'll set the goals and we'll like achieve them and probably get even a little bit more done and we'll hold that for a while. But I, what I found with me is I will start to dip back down closer to where that goal was and start to be basically, you know, average. And then I'll dip below it and I'll like miss a week or two and I'll come back up. And, oh, I'll hit it again and I'll start to do better again. And it's like this wave. But I find with time that as you move along that wave, especially when you're in those lower points, you shouldn't beat yourself up because like as you're coming back up and as you're starting to reestablish, like, okay, I've definitely got off track a little bit here. I feel like you find ways to be more efficient. And then so those waves, they, they, they start to track closer to where you want to be and on the frequency that you want them to be at. No, absolutely. And I think the second part to that, and I've actually given this example to somebody before, is that along the timeline of business, I'll call it, as you progress, exactly to your point, you have goals that you've set and your trajectory in business can either be, you know, you're staying the same, you're declining, or you're growing and you're expanding. And no matter where you are, if you're staying the same, you're declining, you're, you're growing, which hopefully you're growing, you still have this line that's sort of wavy, right? It's kind of like look at the stock market. When you invest in a stock market, you ha there's ups and downs, there's high days, there's low days, but what you're looking at is the overall trend of is the value of this stock increasing, and a company is no different. When you're starting a business, it's going to have its ups and downs, you're going to be close to your goals, you're going to you know, overachieve on those goals, and you're not going to reach your goals, but as long as you are driving your mission and vision forwards on an upwards trajectory, then at the end of the day, you're still on a good path. So I think I think that's, uh, to your point, I think the important part really is that upwards trajectory, not necessarily like day in, day out, week in, week out, um, whether or not you're exactly hitting those goals that you have set for yourself. And I started to look at things like that and I think that actually really helped me like calm myself down, not getting stressed about one week going, oh man, we didn't hit our goals for posting this week. Well, guess what? As long as we make sure that we stay you know, we get back on it or we implement a better plan, then we're still moving up and forward. And so you can kind of relax and go, it's not a big deal. You know what I mean? That's not going to cause us to, to all of a sudden just dip and shoot down into the ground. Like we're still moving in the way that we want to. So I think that's kind of how I, I've really helped manage um, at least the, you know, how I look at it mentally um, and not get too overwhelmed by missing a week of posting or, you know, being off of the schedule or something like that. Yeah, I I think, yeah, I keep going back to this, you know, just 
letting go of being so dang stringent upon yourself. Like you should definitely be very determined to meet your goals, but you need to allow yourself the freedom to not make those goals in exchange for something else sometimes. Sometimes that something else is a trip to Tampa to go be inspired and look for properties and just be together because every time we're together, things just start to take off and we didn't really meet our posting goals while we were there. There's things that slipped or sometimes that that thing that you're going to let go of your goals for is balance is is to go spend time with people or so. So, for example, um, I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast yet, but I'm, I'm currently training for an ultra marathon. I'm going to run 50 miles in May and I am currently scheduled to run about five days a week, uh, pretty much as much as I can get in a week with at least one rest day, two rest days. Well, last night I was supposed to run two miles, which for right now, that's just a little recovery run. Somebody had called me and she wanted me to come help her fix her fridge and you know, there was a part of me that's like, okay, I want to help her fix her fridge. But the other part of me is like, this is an opportunity to go and spend time with a friend. And that matters. And I believe that that mattered more last night to me than those two miles would have over the course of all of my training, right? It's one thing to skip something major, like a long run that needs to get done. And if you know you're going to get it done the next day, that's different. But to all out skip a long run would probably be a bad idea because each one really counts, right? But a two mile recovery run rest is probably 90 to 95% as effective as the two mile recovery run, if not more effective. It depends how you're feeling, right? And, and where your body's at. And so I made that decision last night to skip that run. And I could have felt guilty about it. And at first I did, I really wrestled with myself. Like first I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm not gonna be able to run or whatever. But then, you know, after I went over there and had a conversation with her, I realized that doing that truly filled me up and it was I needed that more than I needed the run that benefited me in the long term more than that little run would have and so you just have to be careful about holding yourself too strongly what yes. one of my one of the my favorite sayings I've ever heard is don't be so don't be so convinced about something that you let go of something better that you, that you forego the opportunity to do something better. Don't be, yeah. Yeah, well, I think there's, so to play devil's advocate here, not really, but just sort of the flip side of the coin, it's an interesting conversation because I think people need to be self-reflective and understand who they are and be real with themselves. We talk about that all the time. I think that's important for a thousand reasons, but in this instance, it comes back up because you need to know yourself, you need to know when you're making excuses and when you're genuinely making time for something meaningful. Because I think it's easy for us, especially in the instance I'll use this, you know, I'll use bodybuilding as an example because that's what I'm doing. It's, it would be very easy for me to say, oh, you know what, man, I haven't seen that friend in a long time. Like, you know, let's say it's leg day and I'm like, God, I, you know, I would be really love to go uh, meet with that friend. Well, 
do I genuinely feel that I'm going to be having a good conversation and getting to connect with a friend and, you know, find that a meaningful interaction? Is it at a bar? Is it at a restaurant? Is it at a coffee shop? Like, it, it, I think it depends, you know, situation by situation, but I think to, to give the opposite side of that, it's like, make sure that you know when you're making excuses, like, God, I really don't want to hit leg day today. I'm going to go hang out with my friend because I think I should. You know what I mean? Knowing when you're making an excuse or when you're genuinely saying, no, this is more important to me today. I can push off this workout till tomorrow. I'm going to go do this thing. So I'm just saying that because I have to oftentimes reflect, uh, you know, inside myself and say, okay, you're telling yourself you're tired today. You're telling yourself that your, you know, your knees hurt or your hamstring is a little off. Like, you know, you don't want to hurt it. So you're going to go light on hamstrings that day. It's like, well, okay, am I saying that? Or do I just not want to feel like I'm going to throw up doing Romanian deadlifts? You know what I mean? It's like, am I going to make up excuses or am I genuinely trying to, you know, look at, uh, a, a different perspective and say, no, this is more important today. Maybe I should just take this as a recovery day. You know what I mean? It's a fine line that you got to learn how to walk. There's a lot of learning there because there's, it's, it's sometimes it's hard to know, do I actually need the recovery or, or not? And if you don't, you know, maybe you're, you're dissing your gains a little bit there and, and missing out on some gains, but it, this really makes me think of what happened on, Friday for me. So right now I'm trying to be on the weights three days a week. I did not go to the gym on Friday. I spent most of the day editing. I can't remember everything that I did. Um, I can't remember everything I did on Friday. I also didn't make it on Saturday. I could have went to the gym Saturday. I also could have made up for that day Sunday. I had two more days and I didn't. The truth is I... I probably came up with some excuses and didn't go, right? But but I'll tell you what was going through my head, and I don't regret not going. Normally I would. Nine times out of ten, if I skipped the gym and I knew it was just by you know my own fault, I would regret doing it. But the reason I don't regret going this weekend is because I remember thinking to myself, I, I can't remember what time it was. It was like in the evening. A lot, I had done a lot that day. I thought to myself, I can go to the gym right now for sure. I, I can go. Or I can go do this other thing. And I think it was spend time with friends and, and not be late to go hang out with them and show up on time for once, not prioritize exercising over my friends for once. And and I had this, and that was the decider. I had to look at those two things. And I'm like, you know what? Like this time I'm going to prioritize my friends. And and looking back, it was worth it. And in the moment, I just knew. I'm like, if I go to the gym, I I normally you go and you're happy you went. I feel like I would have went and thought, you know, I just threw out another opportunity to spend some time with friends that I actually wanted to. It wasn't like they were just going out to a bar where my guy like, could care less. It was something I really wanted to go to. And so... I, I just mentioned that because, you know, it's, it's about knowing yourself. Like you had said, that's what I'm kind of piggybacking on here. Knowing yourself and knowing your intentions. Now, 
Did I probably spend a couple hours on social media that day that could have been spent in the gym? Yes. And I thought about that and I reflected on that. And that is something I'm actively working on right now where it's like, man, you could have avoided all of that if you were just more disciplined about how you use your phone. And so it, I did get some learning out of it. It wasn't just a pity party. Oh, you didn't go to the gym today. I, I did think like, you know what? You could have done both if you would have managed your time better. Now, did I actually spend a ton, ton of time on social media that day? I can't remember, but there are so many days that I do where I, where I could have done more. So, um. yeah. And I think balance is an interesting, so to tie balance back into burnout, I think balance is a really interesting concept because it is not only very individualized and really understanding like you, your goals, and the things that you are currently doing. No matter how many it is or how few it is, it's it's balance is something that's very tricky to truly achieve. But I also think balance plays a role in that you're you're better able to balance things when you are in the mindset of preventing burnout. So to to sort of lay this out the best way I can, we know when it comes to sports, and again, physical activity is such a great example for everything because I think it's just so like easy for people to understand and and we all know. I was going to use it as an example for like the wave thing as well. Like you have times yeah. where you're like training hard and you have times where you're not doing as much. No, exactly. It, it, it does. There's so many great analogies. With, it with it, it is. So, yeah, it's it's really funny. Um, but this, this analogy is that when when we go to exercise, you know, what you should do when you get to the gym, regardless of what type of training you're about to do, is warm up and stretch. You know, we all know that that's beneficial for your body. It helps prevent injury. It's something that you should do just to have a, you know, healthy training regimen when it comes to physical activity. Now, where I'm going with that is burnout is is mental, right? So it's something that's very important for people to really take time to to put a sort of preventative course of action into play to combat burnout or try to avoid burnout. And, and the way that I do that, and I'll share this with people because I found this to really actually sort of allow me to let it go. You know, Ryan and I have read a book by um, Dr. Hawkins called Letting Go. And he talks about like not holding on to things that that cause you stress, things that are really minimal that just don't really matter in our life, and we kind of just hold on to them, and they build up and and ultimately lead to you know illness and disease and anxiety and all different kinds of um, things that we deal with in daily life. But uh, one thing that I do every morning is I, I have a very strict morning routine where I don't look at my phone when I first wake up. I will meditate. Sorry to cut you off, but I, I found myself like if I get on social media early in the morning, I'm wigged out stressed for the rest of the day. I have to keep touching my phone. So I, uh, Ed Milet said this, uh, I, I heard him in a, a YouTube video and what I've been doing a while ago, but I remembered recently cause that kept affecting me. And now I do not touch my phone for the first 30 minutes of the morning and my gosh, and I have the deal with myself. I cannot look at social media until after lunch. And usually by the time lunch comes around, I'm like, I don't want to do that myself. It's and I'll wait till after the work so day to check it. Crazy the impact that that has. It's insane. It, it, it's 
oh my gosh, everything is so much calmer and smoother. It's, man. it's crazy, I, And I've warned man. my mom about it. I'm like, hey, I'm not touching my phone in the morning, so don't worry if you don't hear from me right away. Yes, anymore. no, it's, it's, it's incredible. And I think the one thing that I've really found to be super beneficial for that is, is exactly what I'm talking about. Like, we have systems in place and general knowledge, at least everybody has, as to what you can do to prevent physical injury if you're going to do an activity. But, you know, burnout, anxiety, depression, I'm not a doctor, I'm not diagnosing anything. A lot of those are just mental injury. And we don't take the time to try to prevent those things that like we would, you know, try stretching out your hamstrings if you're going to be running, you know what I mean? And, and so having something you do every day to help combat you know, anything that could cause you mental stress is super beneficial and you should definitely take the time. I found it to be extremely helpful to, for me. It, it, Really, and, and that's the thing is is that is your time. Take the time to set your your day off on the right foot. And I know this this is kind of a cheesy quote now, but you know you win the morning and you win your day. It, it really is the best way that you can start things off is is reflecting inside, journaling, get ideas out, get get yourself in a good state of mind before you do anything else, before you let any externality uh, in into your head. You know, start from the inside out. Don't wake up and all of a sudden start putting the external stimulus into your mind because it's going that's going to dictate how you are feeling that day as opposed to you being the one to dictate how you're going to feel that day and you have a lot more control over that it is man it is and that's pretty much word for word what ed my says in this video and i almost want to link it in the in this youtube video because <laughs> man like that had such a huge impact to me and yet it sounds cheesy and when somebody just says it and doesn't tell you what to do oh start your day off on a good foot it sets a direction for the rest of the day it's like okay cool yeah that sounds great and it yeah, it's sense, like saying but, eat a healthy breakfast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to decide in the morning that I'm going to have a great day. No, you don't even have to do that. You don't even have to try and trick yourself. If you just literally remove the things that are definitely having a negative impact on you in the morning, one of which is definitely your cell phone probably for everybody has a negative impact because like you said, that external will determine if you start your day off that way, it will determine how the rest of your day feels. And you know what? We can say that as a catchphrase, all we want, but for everybody listening, try it. Start your day off the first 30 minutes without touching your phone. It's insane. And at first I'm kind of like, yeah, okay, whatever. When I first implemented it, of course, for the first five or 10 minutes, you're like, you feel like you need to check it. But oh my gosh, the impact that that will have is insane. And I am so thankful that I realized what was happening to me a couple days ago. And I have a piece of paper sitting right here that no phone for at least 30 <laughs> minutes and no social until That's lunch. It's right so here. Funny. I had to remind myself because when I had the thought, I remembered when I did it months ago and the impact that it had on me. I said, I have to do that again right now because I could tell that just starting off the day with all these notifications and all this stuff hitting you and needing your attention, it was it was getting to me. And, and I'm thankful that I was able to put a label on it. And I wouldn't have been able to had somebody like Ed Milet not mentioned that that was a thing. It, it, it might even have been... Um, uh, Tim Ferriss might have been somebody that pointed that out as well. Unless somebody really points it out to you and then you try it, you probably won't even really realize it. I could be saying it right now and you're probably thinking, nah, my phone don't have that impact on me. But try 30 minutes without it in the morning. Try an hour without it in the morning and and then determine if you think your phone has as big of an impact on you as you, you, know, you think. And man.
It's it's crazy, but I, it's to me that's been the thing that has helped me make it through stressful days where I have an endless amount of tasks coming up and the seeming you know I'm not making any progress throughout the day. I am in control. It's like going through a strenuous workout, but you've warmed up properly. And if you hadn't, you would be injuring yourself at that mo- point in time. I would be mentally injuring myself if I hadn't taken the time to do those preventative things, and it's as simple as like you just said, man, don't touch your phone for 30 or 60 minutes from from the time you wake up. And then actually take the time to sit down and just think, sit in silence. I'm telling you, you will learn so much about yourself. And I have learned so much about myself in the sense that now I know how I handle things. I'm just so more like connected with myself that again, all this sounds like so much like, oh, okay, cool, man. Like you're a yogi, you know, trying to tell me about like finding my inner peace. I'm serious. People, I've gotten the question of like, how do you do so much? How do you not feel overwhelmed? How do you manage everything? I'm like, I just start my days right and I'm in control of my thoughts and feelings and emotions which allows me to actually dictate you know my state of mind throughout the day I don't let things come up and just all of a sudden an emotion sweeps across me and I'm done that's genuinely the secret to how I stay like this throughout life you know I very rarely get bumped off track by anything and that's just because I take the time to talk to myself (laughs) Yeah, if if you can just stay in the moment for the first 30 minutes, an hour of your day, man, it goes so far. Whereas, you know, you pick up your phone, you get on YouTube, you see something political, it gets you mad, or you go on Facebook, you see something political, it gets you mad, or somebody posts something, it annoys you. Starting your day off with that emotion, it really does set the tone for the rest of the day. My dream life, honestly, like one dream I have is to be able to just like wake up in the morning and make coffee and just like chill for an hour, just chill. And and I can do that. I can wake up an hour earlier each day and make the decision to do that. And you know what? Maybe I should, because I'm here thinking, well, that's an hour of the day that I don't have to do something, but I wonder how much of an impact that would have on the rest of my days and how much more productive I would be if I took out that time. That's literally how I start my days. That's why I wake up so early. And it's actually funny. I'll share this story because I think it speaks to how important it is for me now. Jen, my girlfriend, I live with her and I love her to death. I love her more than anything. But sometimes when she wakes up for school in the morning about the same time I do because she has to get downtown pretty early, I usually wake up about five she sometimes has to get up at like 5.30 and I don't know how because she doesn't like waking up in the morning, but she gets up and she's just like, oh, hey, Bondi, so I saw this thing today. And oh, hey, Bondi, like blah, blah, blah. I'm like, hey, Jen, I love you, but this is my moment. This is my hour of silence of just coffee and literally me sitting here and soaking in like getting my day started. And it's 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 really impactful. Um, it's just a meditation time for me. And, and I found it to be extremely helpful for me getting myself situated to just take on whatever I have to do that day. So, so yeah, I've known that you wake up early, but so for the first hour of your day, you're not really getting anything done. You just kind of make coffee and hang out. Yep. So my, my routine and, and I'll share this on here. If anybody is looking for something, a way to start their morning, I wake up, I don't touch my phone. I get out of bed. I start making my coffee. What I will do is I actually have my phone set. So, um, when I open my phone, it's it's you know blank screen. I don't like to see any notifications, but I will open Spotify and I'll. Wait, play. so you turned all your banners off? I'm like taking notes here. Yes. I, yes. Do you always have your banners off? 
No, not always, but I'll do it so that when I wake up, I want my phone, and, and I've, I haven't found a better way to do this, but I like to have my phone because about 20, 30 minutes after I've woken up, I like to actually listen to something um, like Jordan Peterson, um, some sort of talk where I can just sit there, and I now have my coffee, and for another 10, 15 minutes, I'm just listening to some sort of talk. Um, it could be Ed Milet, it could be Jesse Itzler, some sort of calm talk that they give where they're just talking about, you know, the power of, you know, something, some capacity, something they've done, um, you know, some sort of uh, basically just any conversation that, that they can have that's just them talking. I really found that to be a great way for me to sort of just wake myself up in, in a positive way. Wait, so sorry to get into the, the details here, but Wait, so do you like go into your settings and turn your banners back on after this hour? Like, do you do this every single day or do you have? Honestly, sometimes if I feel like I've been getting distracted by, because look, it's actually funny to reflect on this. It's really tempting if I don't have my banner shut off when I go to bed. It's really tempting when I wake up in the morning to just swipe down and see. Do I have a text message? Do I have an Instagram uh, message? Do I have, you know, Facebook notification? Like, what do I have? Did I get an email? I, I, I'm like, sometimes find myself, I just want to look. I just want to peek. And I'm like, no, I don't want to see anything. I don't want that to be you know, I don't want that hit of dopamine from some sort of like notification oh, yeah, in the morning. Yeah, even just seeing that, man. Yes, it's it's, it's that really little. it's I don't even it's want crazy. My screen to light up. So I literally try my best, and sometimes I, I I most of the time I'll shut my banners off so that I can open my phone and then get you know a talk going on my phone without having to look at anything. And that's usually about thirty minutes after I've woken up. And then for the next fifteen minutes, I'm I'm just drinking my coffee. Honestly, <laughs> it might sound weird. I'm just sitting there with my eyes closed, listening to whatever I'm listening to, drinking my coffee. About fifteen minutes goes by, and then that's when I get up. I come upstairs, sit down in my office, and then I journal for fifteen minutes, about ten or fifteen minutes. Man, I. I think I'm gonna steal that that morning routine, and and, I, I, and then and then that's from like that my point, dream morning routine. Now, dude, do I have the discipline to wake up at five to do it? That's the question. My dream is waking up at like eight or nine every day and doing yeah. that. That's my. <laughs> you know dream. what though? But I think I think if you do it a couple times, you're genuinely gonna go. That is so worth it to wake up early because of how good I feel. I sit down so clear-headed, ready to start my day, and then I write out my to-do list. I have to write my to-do list every day, and and that's like the next integral step for me to actually have a what I what I deem a successful day. And that's that's I literally never deviate from that every morning, and that has been so huge in my ability to just you know carry on and do all the things I do. Yeah, I've done that to an extent, and that's something like, you know, some of the days in the past when I was uh, decently good about not checking my phone right when I wake up, is I would take my dog for a walk, and then when I get back, I would, like, kind of avoid peeking at any notifications and, like, try to go straight to YouTube so and start hard. playing one of those guys. But if <laughs> yeah. I can prevent myself from seeing them, because there's been mornings where I've, like, weighed out some coffee, and I'm like, crap, I don't know how much water to use. Uh, and I I, I couldn't, I didn't feel, feel like doing the math in my head, and I'm like, but I don't want to you know, to light up the screen on my phone. So I think I, I literally opened an Excel sheet on here and like did the math really quick because I didn't want to see the notifications, but just seeing a couple words from one person, just seeing somebody's name is enough to just like, boom, reset your brain and like throw you off in the morning and take you out of the moment. Absolutely is. I, I think it's really about being in the moment. And it is insane how much it'll, it does pay off for the rest of the day and especially rest of the morning. Even just when I'm doing, not really looking at my phone for 30 minutes to an hour, 
doing what you do, which I've only done very few times, but I really want to try that because I'm in this bad habit where I'll like wake up, let my dog out, and then I got to get on my work computer. So I'm not checking my phone, but I'm still like immediately having to like get after something instead of like receiving, you know, right. I, I'm like exactly. immediately giving and going and it's, it's, it's harsh, you know, if I, if I can get enough sleep tonight, I think I'm going to try it tomorrow because I had a really tough day today focusing and I, I really, it sounds so simple and so disconnected, but I wonder if this is the solution to me having a uh, trouble focusing and trouble just you know, getting through the work day. I, I wonder if this is a huge, could be a huge fix to that. It's it's honestly, it's funny because I've found that this, I've heard Andy Frisella say this before. Andy Frisella says, you know, when you're your own boss, you're an entrepreneur, he says, too many people try to do too many things. And he says, if I finish my to-do list by 10 a.m., well, I'm done for the day. I get, to, you know, I now get to do what I want to do for the rest of the day. It, it, it could be 10 a.m., it could be 11 a.m., I could finish it at 4 p.m. He's like, once I get it done, I get it done. I don't try to add more things to the list that I've given myself. And I found that with this morning routine, I'm much more intentional when I put things on my to-do list after I've had a, a, a morning like this. I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm in a good, like, this is what I want to get done. This is what I need to get done. It helps me prioritize. And, and th this is how this ties back into burnout and everything we're talking about. Th this morning routine I found to be the way that I prevent experiencing those feelings of overwhelming uh, anxiety and, and just being stressed out. And, and, and yes, being intentional, I found that by 10 a.m., oftentimes I've got all of the, you know, major items off my to-do list you know what we would call the power list and then i start working on the nice halves i'm like man this is great i, I it's, it's 11 a.m i could go back to bed if i wanted to and i would still be fulfilled and happy with the day that i've had so far well i think another key thing there that you mentioned was you know what you have to get done for the day and I'm sure to an extent you have comfort in knowing that you have a plan and things to check off the list where if you just wake up and start going, you kind of feel like you're on the hook for doing stuff all day, just like I did on Friday. Imagine on Friday I had the plan, hey, get through day two of the Nashville vlog and do this and then go to the gym. I bet I would have knocked all that stuff out and I probably wouldn't have wasted time, wasting time on whatever I would, was doing, you know? and. And that being intentional, having the stuff on your list, I remember with 75 hard, I, I got it done every day and it was, it was helpful to know what was ahead and, and what needed to get done. It was almost, it was some of the happiest times of my life. Uh, some of the happiest times of my life. Yeah. We're, we're during 75 hard when I had the most to do and, and interestingly, I felt like I had the most time which is wild because as we've talked about, I was on night shifts for 12 and 13 hours for two or three weeks straight. Meanwhile, I got to get two 45 minute workouts in. I got to, you know, follow my diet, drink water, read 10 pages out of the book. And somehow I was finding more time than I ever had previously. And I think it was just being intentional. And Maybe when you're super intentional about your morning and you take control of your morning, especially emotionally, and then you set the direction for the day, there's probably so much more. Man, I'm actually convinced this is what I'm going to do tomorrow morning for sure. Um, I, I mean, I'll sacrifice tonight. You know me with my sleep. I'll sacrifice an hour of sleep to do it because 
I, I just think it could change the whole course of my week, honestly. I'm stoked about this. It really does. And there's also, I don't know exactly who this is. I'm going to have to find this and try to link to it. I think it was a video. Maybe it was a podcast I was listening to. But there was a doctor. He, I think he was like a neurosurgeon or something. He, he does something with neuroscience. And he was saying how we are so hooked on dopamine and we're actually desensitized to it through things like having our phones, social media. We really have this just, you know, super physiological uh, dose of dopamine every time we we are all throughout the day just because of the things that we're on, like our phones, social media. But he said that eventually our body stops, you know, being able to really produce enough dopamine to, to give us that, you know, pleasure response so oftentimes people will spiral down into depression and feel like they're not motivated and and again i'm not i'm not diagnosing any sort of depression i'm just saying this is what he was saying can lead to it and one important note that he made was we can basically regenerate uh our body or or you know reestablish our body's ability to uh secrete dopamine by taking time in the mornings to create a dopamine response from something internal and that comes from affirmations it comes from meditation it comes from journaling he said you can literally elicit a dopamine response that pleasure that pleasurable feeling by achieving small things like that in the morning and just meditating and he said you can actually build yourself to be happier like you were just saying you're some of the happiest times of your life on 75 hard by having those sense of like inner fulfillment rather than getting it from an external thing so it's it and, and I probably did that. I did not do that justice at all. But that was the kind of the topic of the conversation. No, you and it's did. Really I'm interesting. So, that's crazy. I mean, I mean that completely ties it all together. It, it it just kind of affirms what we're thinking, and it's a little bit of a a, a background. I'm sure there's more than just that to why this seems to really be so good for our days, but. But that's very interesting. And I think I've heard that. I don't remember who it was. I don't remember what doctor it was. But that might be something good for me to listen to now. Because like I said, it's very relevant right now. So relevant to the point that I have this note on my desk. So uh, I'm I, I'm glad we had this conversation. I think it was really good. I wasn't expecting to be walking away from this conversation and, and taking something away from it. But that's that was the intention of our podcast you know we we wanted to get something out of it and now my morning's going to be different tomorrow and i i feel very um, motivated to go and make that next step i'm thankful for the past couple of days i haven't touched my phone in the morning and i can't wait tomorrow to to just pump it up a little bit and wake up a little bit earlier so that i have more time before i have to log on to my work computer yeah and the last thing i'll say about the journaling if you're going to do this and for anybody who listens and might be intrigued and want to try it don't think that you have to know what you're going to journal, literally sit down and write the first thing that comes into your mind. And I promise you, you're going to go, oh my God, now it's just, you'll just write, you'll literally write anything and everything. And I oftentimes start with what I'm grateful for, but don't think like you need to think too much about what you're going to, it's the most interesting experience in the world. Literally open it up, take a pen and just start writing. Whatever comes out will come out. (laughs) It's weird. One fear that I have with journaling is that I'm scared that if I start doing it, I'm going to think, oh my gosh, I should have been doing this my entire life. And I know that's a really odd fear, but I almost don't want to like eat that because for years my mom has been telling me to journal. It's literally, this is, this is, I'll show it to the camera. This is like, so I have like four, they're, they're not, they're like half, they're like half pages that I'll just write every morning. I start it, but with a quote. 
So I have, um, I, I'll write a quote at the top of the page that I really love and I'll just sit there and be like, you know, what does this quote mean? What does this quote mean to me? And then I'll start journaling. And usually that just helps my mind get, I don't know, usually helps stimulate a thought or something. But yeah, man, I, I think it's super cool. I've walked away with, uh, you know, things from you, from, from conversations we've had. So this is exactly what we want to do with this podcast is hopefully say something during it that somebody's like, man, I'm going to try that. Or, hey, I haven't thought of that. So I, I really, really like hope that somebody does, it happened man. to you. <laughs> yeah, no, it, I'm definitely going to be somebody and I, I hope somebody else does because I have seen a, a really good amount of results from this. And man, it would mean so much to me for, for that to happen to somebody else. I mean, like my mom, you know, taking action on the coffee thing, like, honestly i almost i i probably feel more convicted about this episode helping just one person than our first episode taking action helping somebody because man like it's just the just the feeling and the the joy that you get for the rest of your day by doing that and it and the thing is it's so simple that's what i love about it just don't touch your phone for 30 minutes. Don't look at it. Don't light up the screen. I actually have my charger in my don't kitchen right think now. Think about it. Oh. So that I couldn't accidentally do it. Like so that I couldn't like out of habit like just tap my phone on my desk. I have a charging in my kitchen. So whenever I'm like, oh, where's my phone? I, oh, it's in the kitchen. Why is it in the kitchen? Because I'm not supposed to touch it. Because man, I've gotten on such autopilot that I'll just do stuff. It's like, what am I doing? Like I, I, it was before lunchtime. And I think I, I don't know if it's today or, or yesterday. I like opened up Instagram and I'm like, looking at my phone. I'm like, wait, why is Instagram open right now? It's like 10 AM. Like what? Like I was like scared because it was so autopilot. So sometimes you got to do weird stuff to make it happen. But I, I really hope somebody tries it. I agree. And Hey, so many people go, well, I need my phone for an alarm clock. Hey, alarm clocks are $10 on Amazon, $5. Oh, I have like, one in my room. I, I bought one for that reason. I, I don't use it for that. I use my Apple watch now, but but that's why I have an alarm clock in my room was so that I didn't have to use my phone. That's it, so funny. I bought that alarm clock during that time when I was like trying not to touch my phone for the first 30 minutes. Wow. Yeah, that's that was hilarious. something I did. That was something I did. Yeah. Yeah. Point. That's really funny. Well, yeah, look, I think that this was super awesome episode just in what we covered because burnout is something you experienced very recently. Uh, balance is something that anybody doing anything entrepreneurial is going to have to learn and it's individualized. But there's certain tactics that you can use to help learn what balance is to you. And similar to how we warm up for exercise, all these great analogies with physical That's activity. That's such a good analogy, dude. It's, I cannot it's, wait to try this. You warm, you're warming up your mind so that no matter what the day throws at you, you can handle it. And it's not truly going to injure you mentally. It's, it's the way that I've looked at it, and it's been so helpful for me. Man. Did, okay, I want to ask this before we close this out. Did you come up with that or did somebody else come up with that analogy? Because that's a great – I think that is a great analogy. Honestly, no. I, I – I started realizing how in handling and how well I handle things because I handle things that would either frustrate people, make them angry, make them sad. I usually don't feel those things because of my ability to have, like I said, warmed myself up mentally. I think I hit me one day where I was like, man, it's kind of like every morning I, I'm preparing myself as if I were to be warming up for physical activity, but it's just how I warm up my mind for, you know, the things throughout the day. So no, it just kind of hit me one day. Um, and that's I've just, just kind of the way I've looked at it. Mm. Man, I'm very excited to move forward. Maybe next week when we come back on, I can say, hey, I've been doing it for seven days. Yes, honestly, I'm excited to hear about it. 10 o'clock. Uh, I could probably do it tomorrow. I'll lose a little bit of sleep, but 
I might do it tomorrow. If I don't start it tomorrow, I will be starting it the next morning. So hopefully I come back with six or seven days of experience doing that and can talk about the benefit that it's had. So you'd be a different person, man. I swear. As always, we appreciate everybody listening to these episodes. We hope that you take something of value away from them. We truly do. Uh, just candid conversations of things that we do and what we're learning through this experience. So six episodes in, man, I'm. I, it's actually kind of crazy to say that we're six episodes in because next I week know. will be seven and soon we're going to be like, man, we get 10 episodes under our belt, yeah. which is wild. Yep. And it feels very normal now. Like it feels like it's an expectation to put one out. It's just a part of our life now, which is great because the first episode took hours and tonight it was like we sat down and within five minutes we were recording so it, it's a great feeling and it's it's honestly getting really fun and i think we're now getting to the point where things are, are getting super candid we're like look at we just completely went on personal experience and now i have something to take away and everybody who listened has as well so it, it's they're getting better for sure and and i love it yep well that's it look out for next week and Ryan's experience of this new morning routine. Now I'm accountable. <laughs> Everybody knows I'm going to do it. I'm accountable. Exactly. Thank you guys for tuning in and we will talk next week.